Welcome to 10 Minutes, the Breakout Investor Podcast. In this episode, we are take, getting an update on one of our favorite names, QC Copper and Gold, ticker QCCUF. And giving us the update is Breakout Investor Christopher Hampton. But first, a disclaimer. No one on this call is an investment advisor and no one is providing investment advice. This podcast is for information purposes only. Before investing in any company stock, you must do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investors discussion app, which can be accessed via the web at app.breakoutinvestors.com or via Apple or Android App Store download. The application and much of the research content is free. Now to our topic, QC Copper and Gold, ticker QCCUF. Christopher, this one has been active. Uh, the company's uh, engaged in a lot of value creation. Uh, what's happening now and what can we expect in the near future? Could you remind me, did we speak about this before the maiden resource estimate was announced or afterwards? Before. Before, that's right. So there's been a lot of action. Um, we kind of saw what was coming with that maiden resource estimate. But um, so far with that estimate, they've confirmed about 2 billion pounds of copper and copper equivalent in uh, Springer Perry mine site. Uh, that's gross metal value at $4.50 of $9 billion. For a little and, and rem- remind everybody, what's QC Copper's uh, current market cap? I haven't checked the last couple of days, but it's still around $30 million, I think. All right. So when you say that there's $9 billion of copper, what we have to do to evaluate the potential value of the property is discount out the cost of accessing that. Uh, and yes. then you get a net value of, of the property. And I know you've done this. What kind of valuations are you getting to when you do your work? Well, the bottom line is, what is this copper worth after it's pulled out of the ground, after all those costs are removed? And then discounting the risk of it not going into production. So from the maiden resource estimate, and based on what P&E told us about cutoff grades, we can deduce what they consider to be the cost per pound of extraction, which will be $2. So cut $2 off that $450. $250 gross profit per pound of copper. There's going to be setup costs. I'd expect they'd be low for a copper mine since the infrastructure is already so good in the Opamisca. But, you know, with the numbers we're talking about here, a couple hundred million isn't that big a deal. Uh, let's just say 300 million. So um, 250 times 2 billion is 5 billion, perhaps total profit from a mine discounted for a 20-year mine. That might be about 1.5 or 2 billion net present value. A tier one mine is usually valued around 1.5 to two times their NPV, uh, a mid-tier producer one time. So uh, 2.5 billion, if it's this mine at its current state, if it's acquired by a mid-tier producer, that might be where it's valued. So 20 million, 2.5 billion. <laughs> that's that's the delta that you're looking at. Well, let's talk yeah. a little bit about the property here. We've we've yeah. discussed in past uh, podcasts that this is a 
Oh, remind me who the name, uh, Falcon Bridge? Yes, Falcon Bridge minded from the 60s through 1991 and pulled just a ton of metal out of there, but yeah. only down to about a 1.5% grade. QC's geologist, maybe 20 years ago, came up with the notion. Uh, he did have some connection with Falcon Bridge early in his career, but however it happened, he came to believe that there was disseminated copper at lower grades, but still profitable grades spread throughout the site. And over the course of a couple decades, they digitized the old drilling samples, modeled it and figured out they were right, and, and then started drilling and proved it. All right. So um, if, we, if we begin with uh, accepting that there's $9 billion worth of copper and potential $5 billion in gross profit yeah, worth yeah. perhaps a billion and a half dollars. The, the question is whether this mine will be uh, exploited. And the expectation is it would be exploited by someone who would come in and acquire the mine from the present owners. Now, in order for that to happen, uh, the, the, there must be demand for copper. And this uh, resource is going to have to win out against other potential resources around the globe. Uh, I guess the, the biggest question that I have outstanding after the work done is nine billion, uh, two billion uh, tons of copper equivalent. How big of a mine is that? I, I get the impression it's considered quite small and not worthy of a major effort. Well, what I've been looking into since the MRE, up until then, I was focused on just trying to figure out what was in the Springer Perry and you know, the huge value that could come out of that. And that value still has not been realized in the stock price. It's moving, but this is going to take time. QC also owns three other mine sites, and the CEO believes he can double the size of the deposit in the Springer Perry through enlarging the size of the pit, digging a little deeper, and further exploring the area between the two sites. He thinks he can get up to 4 billion pounds just in Springer Perry. We've got those three other sites too. He's going to do a lot of exploration. So to be acquired by a tier one, they pretty much want 5 billion pounds plus. Can QC Copper get there? They have a very good chance. Uh, and of course, there are other advantages to QC Copper. I mean, they're not one of most mines which are located in South America among troubled politics and difficult terrain. They're in uh, mining positive Canada next to a town with a history of supplying professionals for mining ventures. They're right on a train line. It really couldn't be a better site. And I don't think there is certainly not a better site currently among any recent finds, probably not even as good. Yes. Well, this investment has uh, attracted a, a decent following. And then you and I are active uh, in digging up and uh, increasing our knowledge about uh, the, the world uh, copper mining uh, yes. environment. <clears throat> so, but, but I still really don't have a good grasp on how big is a big mine? How does this compare in scale to 
the, the type of mine that the so-called majors would want to own and exploit? Well, five billion pounds is a sort of lower cutoff. So they're a third of the way. Well, they're two fifths of the way there. Exactly. Um, but, and it makes sense to you that um, the so-called uh, majors would prefer to find something in the f- frozen tundra of, of, uh, the so- uh, of Russia. That, that, that at 10 billion pounds is more attractive to them than something accessible. All the infrastructure is already there, but it's only 4 billion tons. Oh, uh, I think you'd have to go with Alpamisca if you were Rio Tinto, as opposed to Siberian wilderness. Yeah, well, we, we, we've been looking at where these mines are. They're on, you know, they're yeah. on islands. They're they're in the Andes. They're in far flung Russia. Yeah, I, I'm just having a hard time with this. This is too small at four billion uh, uh, pounds. <laughs> it's just too small. It's not worth our time. That, that just doesn't make any economic sense to me. Yeah, well, you know, if they're not acquired by tier one, they're also the tier twos. And they'll um, condescend to acquire a, a two billion pound mind. All right. So the way you see this thing playing out is yeah, there, there will be increasing appreciation for, for what is there, both in, yeah. in terms of the, the existing exploration and the future exploration. Yeah, but uh, what and, is there is going to increase just as fast as the stock price, I imagine. You know, uh, from a, from a buyer's perspective, I think I'd probably take a shot at buying the all of the equity up rather than tripling the value of the equity by buying the first of the of the three mines that you identified. Uh, do you have any sense when uh, an investor might reasonably expect not appreciation? I think appreciation you've you've identified is going to happen in a staggered uh, uh, way over the next year or so. Are, are we a year away from a liquidity event for this company? Two years, five years, 10 years? How are you thinking about that right now? You mean a sale? Yes. A, an attempt a, major, a major sale that just the sale of the asset will greatly reprice the equity. Well, I mean, the stock price has something to do with that. Uh, some degree, a sale price is going to be determined by the equity price. That's going to have an influence. So- that just needs to be boosted. Right yeah, well, now, it's not close to in the cards. Maybe this, a year away, probably more. This is one of those silly things, you know, where, you know, as a as a guy that's played in M and A and looked at public yeah. companies, uh, you know, theoretically, if a company's trading for fifty million, somebody coming in and offering a hundred million, they should be able to get control of the company. And why wouldn't somebody come in and offer a hundred million, knowing that the thing's probably worth a billion? Maybe the answer to that is if somebody came in and offered 100 million, the thing would probably reprice to 200 million. <laughs> so it's, it's not possible to buy it. Rather, this is just one of these pockets in the market where it's just ridiculously inefficient. Uh, it, things are going to happen to reprice, but uh, you know, unless you're willing to put the company in play, uh, you're, ju- you're just going to have to sit back and uh, count your chips and, 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 and wait for the end of the game. Or get out there and do a ton of videos on YouTube, like the CEO's been doing. Right, right. Well, okay. Uh, we're going to have a lot more to talk about with respect to this one. Uh, but uh, for now, that's 10 minutes. Oh. Thank you, Christopher. We are Breakout Investors. This podcast is meant as an easy on-ramp to understanding today's company and the research and collaboration we do. 
please join us for discussion on this podcast and for other breakout ideas on our discussion platform at app uh, app.breakoutinvestors.com or via Apple or Android App Store download. The Breakout Investor 10-Minute Podcast is syndicated and available on Apple, Spot- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, listen, and give us a five-star review. Some or all the speakers may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. The views in this podcast expressed are those of the speakers, not Breakout Investors. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Neither Breakout Investors nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information presented by this podcast and any liability, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, therefore is expressly disclaimed. No one on this podcast is an investment advisor, known as providing investment advice. Before investing in any company's stock, you must do your own research. Thank you for listening.